Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 300 of Capes and Chapes. Um, A number so big, all we could do was a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yes, a shockingly, shockingly large number of podcast episodes. Uh, So you've probably seen the title and the art. Uh, if you're clicking on this episode, uh, but... But if it just automatically goes in your queue, you have no idea. We are talking about Frank Miller's 300. This is truly episode (laughs) 300. (laughs) Now, you might be thinking, Briar and Olivia, how are you gonna make a whole episode out of this very short series? The answer is, I don't know. I don't know, but, like... I have some thoughts about it. Well, who um, doesn't have thoughts about it? So Frank, there's a lot. Frank Miller joint three hundred. <sighs> People are um, gonna feel you, away. Boy, howdy! Um, you might also be thinking, I thought it was Villain Tober. Um, yeah, the villain is the Frank answer- Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this uh is not <laughs> the villain is off-brand. we had to read 300. The villain is we have to read 300. To be clear, this bit was Briar's idea. Um so it is Briar's fault that we both subjected ourselves to Frank Miller's 300. But also you um, did agree to it. I fully agreed to it. I thought it was very fu- I still think it's very funny to be clear. The problem is it is very funny. <laughs> It is very funny. It's just we suffered the consequences of our hilarious, <laughs> hilarious actions. Um, and the problem is, we can also only do it, like, if we passed up this opportunity, we would never be able to use this bit. Right, exactly. You get one chance. You may do it once. Oh, somebody outside is mad about 300. Me too, buddy. <laughs> um... But, yeah, tr- Frank Miller is, I would say, one of the villains of this podcast. Of my life, God, arguably. I got, like, I ended up getting distracted several pages in because I was like, I have to Google some stuff because I don't remember enough about Frank Miller to be all like, oh, yes, this is a thing. I'm, like, squinting, like, suspicious. Yeah, yeah. Um, also... I'm like, I remember I don't like Frank Miller, but the details are hazy. (laughs) I Uh, did literally Google Google... Frank Miller racist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have to Google some stuff about Frank Miller is never a thing that's gonna end well. (laughs) It's never a task that's gonna have a pleasant outcome. Um, my... For just for some background, um, my personal history with Frank Miller, um, is that I have read Batman Year One, which I do think is genuinely pretty good. Like, it's not one of my favorite comics. It's not like necessarily something I recommend to people out the gate if they're looking to start reading Batman. But I like it is. It's it's solid comics. The funny um, thing is, I did come across a Polygon article uh, where 
the author was talking about how Batman Year One was their first Batman comic. <laughs> I mean, it's not a terrible comic to start with. Um, I've read. Imagine obviously... reading that when you're eleven. Oh boy, yeah. Uh, much to think about. Um, I've read Dark Knight Returns, obviously. I did um, read Dark Knight Returns in college. It was part of a graphic novel course that I was taking. It was part of a graphic novel course I took in high school. Interesting. Um, yeah, people are like, this is, this is, this is the epitome of superhero comic book storytelling. Um... And maybe now all of those graphic novel courses are teaching, like, you know, Tom King's Mr. Miracle or something like that. God I think willing. that graphic uh, novel courses are using The Dark Knight Returns because, one, it is kind of, like, part of the pivotal twit, like, turn to dark gritty. Um, yes. So it does indicate, like, a shift in the tone of comics as a whole. But also it is pretty self-contained you don't need a lot of background to go in and read dark knight returns like you don't have to read like right three runs of batman comics to figure out what's going on like you know what batman's right. deal is just based off of the general pop culture and then you're like all right batman's deal oh here's a batman in a different place let's find out what <laughs> this is about let's find out this guy's deal um, Dark Knight Returns has stuff I like in it. Carrie Kelly. It has Carrie <laughs> Kelly in it. I was, I was gonna be like, it, like what? Carrie Kelly? Just Carrie like Kelly? Like Carrie Kelly. End of list. Um, it has, a, it has a lot of stuff I don't like. It doesn't have a lot of stuff I like hate, hate, and I respect it for its cultural significance, but I don't like it very much. Um, and I have read, uh, All-Star Batman and Robin, lovingly referred to as Asbar, um, which was my first exposure to Frank Miller, um, which was, <laughs> so in the mid-2000s, DC started doing, uh, these All-Star comics, which were, like, standalone titles focusing on their you know big name heroes that were supposed to be you know welcoming to new readers basically like origin story kind of not like reboots because they weren't like in main continuity um but the idea was to take superstar like creative teams uh and create these you know standalone definitive stories uh all-star superman by Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely, uh, is regarded as one of the greatest Superman stories ever told by most people. Um, and All-Star Batman and Robin is despised. <laughs> um, and it was one of those things where, like, this came out as I started reading comics. And my parents got it for me as a gift because it was, like, you know, brand new, like, standalone Batman title specifically designed to be, like, friendly to new readers, uh, hyped up a whole bunch as having this, like, famous writer, um, and art by Jim Lee, who's, like, you know, a legendary artist, uh, and 
it was like what like because I was young like I was like like 12 or something um one of those things where you're at that age where you like don't really consider that things can just be bad like that Chris Fleming bit about Cats the musical uh and I was reading it and I was like this is not good at all um like it's bad to the point where like a lot of people were like is this supposed to be parody uh and as far as I know Frank Miller's never said like yes it was it was a joke I was doing a bit um but it is uh incredibly shocking it's it's funny bad um I still quote a lot of it with my other friends who I made read it um but it's like it's it's so 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 terrible um so that was the first Frank Miller thing I ever read so that may have informed some of my takes it's extremely possible that the only Frank Miller thing I have ever read is Dark Knight Returns. I think I read well, it and I was like, well, I don't need any more of this. I don't really, you well, know, Well, now this I can add 300 not... to the list. Yeah, you've read <laughs> 300 parentheses for the bit. Um... <laughs> Dark Knight Returns for class credit, 300 for the bit. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh... For people who aren't familiar with Frank Miller's history, or who maybe also Googled Frank Miller racist question mark <laughs> at the start of this episode, um, Frank Miller is uh, known for being extremely right-wing, uh, pretty racist. And, and you know, like, benefit of the doubt, maybe he's changed as a person, he has, like, not, you know, been very public-facing in the past ten years. Sometimes I see pictures of him at conventions, like, taking photos with people who I know uh, are, like, pretty left-leaning. So I'm like, maybe uh, he's changed? Uh, but two of the most notorious things that people... Uh, may have heard of or been aware of is uh in when occupy wall street was happening he put out this whole like tirade about how all of the people doing occupy wall street were like ungrateful thugs uh and like we're in a war and you don't understand like what real hardship is and you're all just like gross unwashed losers um, so that's fun. And, uh, maybe most notoriously, Batman Holy Terror, uh, which got the Batman part removed because it was too racist to be put out as a Batman comic, so he had to do it as a, uh, like an independent creator-owned story, um, which, uh, was supposed to be about batman fighting al-qaeda <laughs> do you want to know something extremely funny that i uh -huh. wandered across um during my rabbit hole of like ancient depictions of spartans and criticism of frank miller <laughs> sure yeah etc uh in in the search um uh, the 
All I saw was the preview because I didn't bother to click past it to see if there was any follow-up, but it was, quote, Calling Frank Miller a racist on Twitter is disgusting and immoral. He's a good and decent person who was deeply hurt by 9-11. And I'm like, I don't need to see how- Like, there's the dot 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 to say that it was like, and this continues. And I'm like, I don't need to click on this link, Google. I don't need that. I'm fine, actually. I- I have I have heard I've heard all I need to hear. Um, <laughs> Did you know that calling Frank Miller a, tw- a t- racist on Twitter is immoral? You can call yeah. him a racist on any other medium. Just Twitter yeah, can, is immoral. Technically, you can call him a racist on X now. I guess since mm. it's not Twitter anymore. That is um, true. Uh, but yeah, he tried to write the story about Batman fighting Al Qaeda. Uh, DC was like, this, we are not doing this. <laughs> so he reworked it into a story, uh, without Batman. About a ba- his a Batman light guy. Yeah. Um, w- widely, widely, widely panned for being just one of the most, uh, Islamophobic texts imaginable. Um... Grant Morrison made fun of him for it. Uh, I have I haven't read it, um, but this is a case where I'm pretty comfortable deferring to the experts <laughs> uh, and not exposing myself to it in order to be like, let me see if this really is racist. I'm like, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure because you seems know like that you're gonna close racist. it and be all like, yeah, it was. I just read a bunch of racism. All I needed was the uh, front cover, actually, and I'm fine. I've actually, I've figured it out. Um, he has since then said that he regrets it in the sense that he was like, I was really angry when I wrote that book, but I couldn't find like a statement where he was like, I'm sorry for being Islamophobic, just like. I probably wouldn't write that same book now. It's like, okay, but you know why, right? Like you should yeah. you shouldn't do that. Like you so it's um, like it's like when a child needs to apologize and you're like say you're sorry and they're like I'm sorry and you're like because <laughs> <laughs> It's like you should know how to apologize. <sighs> I'm sorry because I did a shitty book. <laughs> I'm so- Sorry my book was so bad. I fell into a lot of Islamophobia, a lot like the rest of the country after this event, and it was wrong. (laughs) I mean, not me personally. I was literally a child, and I was like, wow, everybody seems really upset about this. I don't know why, because I can't conceptualize what has happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, that that's that's the Frank Miller backstory. I Most people know him more for his misogyny, though. Gonna be honest. Y- yes, that is true. People are pretty well aware of the misogyny. Um, that's uh, yeah. I I think <laughs> Sin, C- Sin City is another big Frank Miller title that I haven't read and I'm not really interested in. Um. But, uh, yeah, that's probably a repository of misogyny. 
Um, it sounds like. It sounds like Just, it. Um, and you know what? That's fine. I don't, I don't need, I don't, I don't gotta, I don't gotta read it. Um, so, I was going into 300 with all of this in mind and predisposed to not liking Frank Miller because of everything. Um, so I was trying my best to keep an open mind about it. Um, but it's, like, kind of hard when the summary on the back of the hardcover copy of 300 that I got from the library, um, the army of Persia is poised to crush Greece, an island of reason and freedom in a sea of mysticism and tyranny. Um, which is I'm sorry, really Greece? just, like... Yeah, Greece. Greece? Ancient Greece? Yeah, it's an island of reason and freedom in a sea of mysticism and tyranny. Um, just has Frank, really kind Has of... Frank Miller never heard of the Greek pantheon? Well, I mean, I know he's got a heat name dropped at least three of them during the course of 300. Yeah. It's just just really the sort of sentence that kind of, like, sets all of, like, the sirens in your brain going, like, woo, woo, this sounds like fascism. Yeah. Um, I, I watched the movie 300, I think probably around when it came out. Okay, I've never seen the movie. I don't remember a lot of it. It seemed... From what I can remember, pretty faithful to the comic, which, I mean, makes sense. There's not a lot that you would have to adapt. It's not a long comic. Um, Yes. It seems pretty faithful to the comic, but, like, I don't remember a lot about it. I remember watching it and being like, well, I do like a sort of last stand narrative. Yeah. And then I never watched it again. (laughs) That's, uh, that's true. Um, I, uh... I, I will say, came across... right off, I was not a fan of the comic. <laughs> I read it, Just and to... I was like, I don't... I wasn't looking forward to reading this, and now I'm like, well, I hope the bit is worth it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, first things first, um, so the... Comic was, when it was coming out, uh, came out in five issues, and, uh... In 1998. In 1998... I was um, five years old. Yes, we were wee little babs. Um, each page is, like, a two-page spread. Um, so, collected That's why the format was weird. I yes. read it digitally. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, all right. So you did not have the problem I had, which is uh, <laughs> collected into hardcover. It is like a difficult to read. I would assume. Yes, it's so it's a double wide book, um, so that each page can like you know be on its own full page. Uh, but it is, which is, like, it's, it's nice that they collected it this way for fidelity, and it's, like, a, you know, good-looking hardcover, but it is, like, just physically 
challenging <laughs> to like hold and maneuver and read. Um, and it's also when I went to the library with my little Six of Crows tote bag that I carry my library books in, I was like, oh no, this might not fit. <laughs> I might have to carry this one with my hands and arms. I might have to walk back from the library holding 300 and everyone will be like, that girl loves Frank Miller. Um, <laughs> and it's like, no, no, I don't. I'm doing this for the bit. You just need I'm to put, doing like, this for a bit. You need to like put a sign over the cover of 300, like notes for the bit. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then every once in a while, just like, hmm, and like scrib stop on the sidewalk and scribble something down. You know, that's the the tweet that's like, I forget what, maybe it's Lolita, um, but there's a tweet that's like reading Lolita in public, but like aggressively shaking my head the whole time so everyone knows I disagree with the subject matter. <laughs> this is me reading 300. Just like, um, oh, mm. <laughs> Yeah. So, Ooh, uh, I don't agree with that. Get a load of this guy. Get a load of this guy. Um, I'm sorry, I just okay, had the I'm thought gonna... of, like, reading 300 on a bus, and some, like, guy is just like, oh, you're reading 300? And you just, no. And then go yeah. back. No. No. Uh, <laughs> one of those things, I would say this almost more than, like, Fight Club or any of the other kind of, like, like warning sign like dude text if you meet a, a guy who's like my favorite graphic novel is 300 i'd be like mm, i have some questions i this don't have like any questions i'm me. just gonna go i'm just leaving i'm just gonna go oh actually my mom's calling me i gotta go home right now i gotta go home right now immediately um here's 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 what I'll say. I'm going to try and get one or two nice things out there. Um, I think that, like, I've never been a huge fan of Frank Miller's art style. Like, it's just not, like, personally my thing. But I, like, I respect that it looks... This is going to sound like a backhanded compliment. I respect that it doesn't necessarily look like super polished or is like interested in looking like pretty. No, it like, does I, evoke battle and hardship. <laughs> yes, it's a very evocative. It's very expressionistic. It's very well suited to the, you know, kind of... uh grim atmosphere of the comic um and i like i like i respect that his art style is like unique even if it's not like necessarily appealing to me personally um and you know what like i'll say like some of the lines like that people like love to quote like are pretty badass one-liners like our arrows will blot out the sun, then we will fight in the shade. That's pretty cool. Um, the queen being like, come back with your shield or on it. That's pretty cool. Now, like, I don't want to discredit Frank Miller, but I 
have, I don't know enough about this battle, but I do know that it got, like, like, there were some poems about it, and that, like, the, I, I almost said epitaph, I don't think that's the right word, but at the end where it's, like, the Spartan, like, here lay the Spartans, like, that's a uh -huh. thing that was written by somebody else and has been, like, copied, you know, in a bunch of different, um stuff about this battle like this battle came into popularity in like the 1700s and people are like uh -huh. i'm gonna write poems about this and stuff and i don't know if like the cool one-liners are things that he got from other stuff i just don't know enough about that but i don't want to be all like good job frank miller for this cool ass line because it okay. does feel like the kind of line that if you're reading something about the battle and it's like, and then this person said this and it's like, oh shit, that's so cool. I'm adapting that. Yeah. No, that's fair. Because Entirely the other, possible. The other thing is that like the fucking, okay, it made me laugh uh -huh. because the comic opens with some narration. Yes. And then it's, like, very serious narration, like, we're marching for the glory of Sparta, etc., etc., etc. And then the fucking first line of dialogue is, Stelios, you clown. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pause for a second because I was just laughing. It's like, we go for Sparta, and we're all gonna die at the end of this, probably. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Stelios, you clown! You freaking like, dweeb! The, the the sun makes the boys dizzy, and then young Stelios falls. You clown! And then they call him Stumblios for like half of the thing. I'm like, you couldn't think of something better. Yeah, there are like, <laughs> there are a couple moments that felt like very anachronistic. Um, like people walking. Well, not anachron- that's not an anachronism. I just- not historically accurate. I don't think they just walked around naked. There's Man, a lot I'm of really, people who are just I, walking around naked. I didn't think I was gonna have to look at this many dicks when I read this. Um, and then I was like, oh man, there's a freaking- there's a lot. There's a lot there's of a just low-res dicks in here. Yeah, just, like, little, you know, kind of pencil, like, sketched dicks. But, like, they're, they're there. They're like, in it. Like, why would you be just walking around with a sword, your sandals, and a cloak? It makes literally no sense. Are there no bugs? Is there no sunburn? Is there... <laughs> they're too you manly want... for sunburn. You want sunburn on your hog? <laughs> You want a bug bite on your balls? <laughs> I um, don't think they did that. I'm pretty sure they wore clothes. I I feel like they did historically wear clothes. Um, like, yes, there's a lot of Greek statues of naked people, but because that was the artistic choice of the time. <laughs> yeah, not because not they were because just constantly people naked. people walking around in the nude. Um... I mean, for for the most part, I think the text itself is well written. 
like it does feel weird though when yeah um leonidas is talking to xerxes and he's just like quip after quip after quip i'm like i don't i don't think this was (laughs) i don't think like he's just like whatever like he doesn't literally say whatever but it's like what i i don't think this this doesn't feel right especially like in contrast to although i guess like the narrative bit is the okay now it's time for me to say something nice about frank miller i do like the framing devices of this is a story that this man is telling to other people about this battle because he is a skilled storyteller i do like that i do also like the story about like him and the wolf being like the first story that he tells and then that being brought back in to the last stand like he's like he's not afraid he just goes he faces a predator or whatever the fuck the line was i'm like i do like this framing and this parallel and i think that's the only nice thing (laughs) I have to say. <laughs> End of list. Um, so, the thing about 300. Uh, <laughs> for I feel like people know, because like, the movie was so like memed, I feel like people understand generally 300. And also it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, you have... A small group of people going up against a large group of people, and they yes. use tactics to do good, but ultimately they're overwhelmed in the end because of a betrayal. Which also, fucking, it feels so ableist. It does. Honestly, <laughs> I think, like, also when he goes to, like, the, like, the priest's or whoever, like, the yeah. place where the oracle is, that was almost worse to me. Because I'm yeah. like, well, at least, like, Ephialtes is, like, a character and has, like, Yeah, like, you're just motivations. going to this place that you're like, ugh, I can't believe I have to talk to these gross old guys. These and gross, deformed freaks. These and the beautiful red who lives with them. <laughs> Can't believe I gotta go talk to Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and pay them money for it for an oracle I'm even gonna just disregard. Yeah, um, these these deformed non-soldiers who are so corruptible by money. It's like okay, uh, okay, yeah, and um, fucking like the like. The, they're from an old age of darkness that we've pulled ourselves out of. And I'm like, I I don't think... Are you trying to do, like, these are the old gods before, like, Zeus and Poseidon in this pantheon? Because then later they're watching the storm and they're like, the beauty of Zeus <laughs> in the lightning yeah. and Poseidon rages. And I'm like, I thought you didn't like the gods? Unless these are different gods? No, I don't I, know what's happening here, and it's a choice that I yeah. don't think I agree with. Um, I, 
but like with like the, but like with the betrayal thing yes like to have a character who is just randomly introduced <laughs> and is like I survived a really ableist society because my parents were like, no, we want to keep our child instead of uh, doing eugenics. Yeah. Uh, and we're gonna live out here, but he always taught me the, the soldier way, the Spartan way, and now I'm gonna go help, finally. Um, and he's like, hey, there's this there's this goat path that could destroy you. And he's like, cool, thanks. And he's like, can I join? And it's like, okay, well, here's one specific reason why you can't join. And he's like, oh, fuck, I'm going to throw myself off a cliff because I can't do the one thing that I wanted to do. Uh, and then like, oh, no, I'm still alive. Well, fuck the Spartans, I guess, because I can't do yeah. the one thing I wanted to do. So I'm going to go to the other guy and be like, I want a military uniform. And, like, he's... And they're like, okay. And he was so mean to you for not letting you have this. And we're going to do this for you. And it's just like, yeah, I want women and money and a uniform and money and women and land. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, here's that goat. Here's that goat trail. All right, Here's warrior way. And it's like, you don't, if your father raised you in the Spartan way about, like, you live and die by Spartan law, I don't think you would have done this just for being slighted. And also, you would have figured this out way sooner. Yeah. Because <laughs> your dad would have been like, yeah, let's work on your, um, like, all right, well... You can't be part of a phalanx, but maybe you could be part of, like, uh, you know, an ambush, or, and... <laughs> yeah. Instead of just like, ah, oh, man, you know what? I'm just not gonna mention phalanxes at all. <laughs> This'll go fine for everybody involved. <laughs> I'm not gonna mention phalanxes at all. Me when I try to explain X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the inherent, like, theme of it being, like, this man is evil. Because he has a deformity that prevents him from lifting his arm, and he got yeah. mad about it. And it's like, I people who have disabilities know their limitations. <laughs> they know their limitations. They live in their body and have lived in their body for however long they've been alive. Yeah. I, um. It doesn't make them the bad guy. God, it's... It's just really, um, and it's, it's like, oh, but, you know, Leonidas, like, tries to be so nice to him, and he turns on him anyways. It's like, well, okay. And it's okay. like, but, well, I, it sucks, because it's like, yeah, Leonidas it is a good, Leonidas is a good man, and he let him down gently, but still, he betrayed them. It's yeah. Like, I don't think that would have... Like, this This is a very abrupt heel turn. Yeah, because he's uniquely bad, and it's not the fault of their eugenicist society. Yeah. Um, the eugenics aren't the problem. This one man who survived the, the eugenics is the problem. Um, yeah. So, the thing God, about and it. And even, like, sorry, it... <laughs> 
I just remembered that he described Greece twice as being, quote, the world's one hope for reason and justice. Right, like, <laughs> it's like, but what about the eugenics? Here's, here's the thing. Here's, here's the real, here's the crux of 300 by Frank Miller, is that this society of, uh, supermanly men whose whole life is about fighting, uh, are the world's only hope against the evil, effeminate brown people who are trying to poison the world with their dangerous ways of thinking. The, quote, hordes of Asia, and yet all of them somehow are black. (laughs) All of them are black. Xerxes is black and covered in piercings and jewelry and you're like ooh this guy this is a bad guy he's literally just covered in piercings and jewelry and like a gold cup this yeah you're like this guy's why does frank miller think that everybody wore thongs they did because (laughs) because frank because the thing is (laughs) <laughs> There's this thing with, like, male creators who are, like, obsessed with hyper-masculinity where it just turns into, like, it just loops back around to being, like, a weird gay thing because they can't stop talking and thinking about dicks. <laughs> um, but that's, like, I feel like the reason that it's, like, all so, like, poorly defined by, like, what do you mean by, like reason and freedom like why are you like why are you mad about these people having like the old gods but then you're still talking about zeus is because like it's not really about any of that it's like about like the west you know it's about like we have to defend like the western way of life uh and i'm going to project that modern white supremacist concern onto this ancient battle do you want to know the most buck wild like i just i wrote the quote down and all i could comment on it was i'm sorry what Uh uh-huh yeah please do you actually do you actually want to guess what's the most buck wild line to you man ah i don't know because i wasn't writing things down as i went that's also fair there was you can a paraphrase. Of... You don't, or like the one about this. If there's any that come to mind, was it the thing about how they were all like, "You guys have slaves," and it's like, "You also have slaves." You said that you have slaves. We know that you have slaves. Why are you making such a big deal about how these guys are using slaves to fight? Because <laughs> that uh... drove me nuts. It's an ex- it's an extremely similar line. It is okay. uh, talking about how Xerxes is coming, quote, to make slaves of the only free men the world has ever known, end yeah! quote. Yeah! That's right! It's like, wh- whomst? <laughs> the only free men the world has ever known. Not the slaves! The ones who own the slaves. <laughs> the They're the only ones. They invented but, being free. But, Nobody else, they can't comprehend it in their brains. But Xerxes, also apparently not a free man, uh, according no. to this statement. Um, he is a slave to his 
ego Ooh. and his need to his wear hubris. shiny things on his body. Um, anybody who came before the Greeks, not right. free. N- no. People in, you know, other continents, not free. Nope, don't understand it. The old, these are the only ones. <laughs> these like, are the only free men the world has ever known. The first man was not free. No, absolutely not. <laughs> we don't know why he wasn't, but we don't was know not. who was subjugating him. Yeah, but he was it's not free. It's also like, like they don't even like really talk of like it's not even about democracy. Like no. they're not talking about how they have democracy or anything. They're just like we have freedom and reason, and these but brown people do not. They're also like not even just talking about like. The Spartans themselves aren't being all like, we are the old... They're talking, like, he expands it to Greece. Like, he's like, yeah. Greece. And it's like, even though they... the Spartans have been bad-talking the Athenians this entire time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's noted that, like, the Thespians and the Phocians are just gonna, like, run at any side of actual violence or being overwhelmed. Like... Right. He's not saying, like, we Spartans are o- the only free people because we fight. He's like, Greeks. <laughs> Even yeah. the ones I hate. Even the ones I hate. Even the ones invented, I hate. Invented freedom. Invented freedom. We do all have slaves. We do own slaves. We do commit slavery and also commit eugenics. Yes. And we all hate each other very much, but also we are the only free men the world has ever known. Yes. We've seen two women in this book, but... I saw some titties, but they don't have lines. (laughs) (laughs) Just silent titties floating (laughs) in space. Pretty much. There was the the panel where it was actually... The way that it was drawn was interesting mm-hmm. um the panel where xerxes is like i can give you whatever you want and um what's his name is just standing there there are two naked bejeweled women dancing on him but the the style is completely different so they do almost seem like set dressing or a background (laughs) um but the way that they if it weren't like they are in the background if it if you take the guy out of the middle and it's just the drawings of these two women it would be pretty interesting on its own (laughs) but in the context it's not great sure Oh my god. It's like if a movie's like, no, we have women, and they point at, like, three extras. <laughs> yeah. Fucking endgame female team-up scene. God. At least they had lines. At least have, they like, said words. You have the oracle who they, like, imply that she is having sexual relations with all of the men here. Mm-hmm. Whether consensually or no, they he did not go into that, but it did not have good vibes. 
Um, and then there's his wife who, his wife, like says some badass shit. And then he's shown like crying as the narration is like, Spartans don't weep or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Or like Spartans don't have emotions or the narration was saying something that, you know, and it's like, can she not call herself a Spartan then? Like, what are we saying here about this woman? Boy, there's a lot of things being said. And for the number of times that, like, they're like, yeah, Spartan women are also strong. It's like, well, then have some women here. I don't. It's like, where are they? Where Xerxes is like, you guys are gonna die. But think about your women. And he's like, our women would kick your ass. <laughs> and it's like, okay, then where are they? Then where are they, bestie? Let them let them out to kick your ass. <laughs> God, some somebody's gotta get their ass kicked in this. Well, somebody um, does get their ass kicked in this. Yeah. Um it is a lot of people. And Boy, also, sure Stelios is. does literally get kicked in the intro to this comic. Yeah, yeah, also Which, true. Like, the thing that made me Google Frank Miller racist question mark was the features that he chose to depict Stelios and the captain with versus Leonidas. Uh-huh, yes. Uh, cause, like, the Spartan, like, historical Spartans, uh, probably, like, braided or locked their hair in some way. Um, but the way that these two men were depicted, one of them, you know, stumbling and being beaten, and then the other person giving a beating before being beaten himself for not stopping immediately when Leonidas is like, cut that out um they didn't have the thin nose thin face features that leonidas does that a lot of western art depicts greeks with and a lot of western art prizes and i'm like i'm squinting at you here, Mr. Frank Miller. Yeah, there's a lot to squint about. I um... I just... Man, I hope the bit is worth it. I hope y'all enjoy this discussion that we're having. Yeah. Where we're just Um, battling with having read 300 by Frank Miller. I, um... Two uh two quotes I came across that I wanted to bring up. One one maybe we can end with because it's very funny to me. Um I saw an excerpt from an interview with Zack Snyder, um, where people were like, Hey, this movie seems sort of fashy. Um and uh Zack Snyder was like said something to the effect of like, oh, if you think you know, the Spartans are heroic, then maybe you're not, like, watching the movie closely enough because you see all of these, like, really bad things about their society. Um, and I haven't seen the movie. Uh, but in this book, they are unambiguously heroic. 
There is. They are the protect. Like they are the protagonists of yeah, like this book. They are the light is shining on them as beacons of fortitude. Yes, like every single thing, especially because like Leonidas is our you know the main protagonist and like POV character. And it's, like, everything we see about him is just, like, he's so noble, he's so brave. Oh, he's standing up for Stelios. Oh, but he's, also, you know, being kind to Ephialtes. Uh, this it's like, story is told by, uh, what's his name, Dalios? Yes. Dalios? Something like that? Who was yes. tasked with spinning a tale to right. have the Greeks rise up against... Xerxes's army. Yes. So if you take that reading of it, which I guess is the direction Zack Snyder wanted to go with, you can be like, ah, unreliable narrator. Um, there's nothing in the text that indicates we are supposed to think no. <laughs> any of this story is anything other than true or noble or like an incredible act of manly masculine bravery defending the west from evil brown people quote all of asia from all of asia the whole literally he said multiple times all of asia yeah the hordes of asia who will make slaves of the only free men the (laughs) world has ever known only free men just Um, greece just Just greece (laughs) Just Greece. Um, which is funny. This is funny to me because it seems like a thing that Zack Snyder, like, does. Where it's like, I don't, like, I don't think he's a bad guy. But I think sometimes his movies are not saying the things he thinks that they're saying. Um, He's like, yeah, this is so clear. And it's like, it's not. (laughs) It's not. It's like the same thing with Sucker Punch, which was a movie I saw, which was bad um but it's like Zack Snyder made Sucker Punch to be like you know misogyny is wrong and it's like okay but we're sitting through two hours of like women being abused and sexually mistreated and wearing skimpy outfits um and I get that the moral of the story is still that misogyny is wrong but it's also like (laughs) watching sucker punch on the bus and making and shaking my head every so often so that people think that i agree with the themes yeah exactly um (laughs) exactly god um the other thing that i wanted to mention maybe we can end with this or maybe you have more stuff to talk about i only Um, have one more thing okay say and it's very short Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it's just, I think it's a community meme where it's like, I can excuse the racism, but I draw the line <laughs> at. <laughs> yes. And, but it's just elephant slander. <laughs> <laughs> he calls them stupid beasts. <laughs> like, how? Elephants dare are you? so fucking smart, Frank. Frank? And just, you can excuse the racism. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 
It's like, I, I can't, I can't excuse the racism, but the meme is too funny to pass up. But yeah, Frank, leave elephants alone. Also, leave elephants alone. Racist. Um, I, um, this is, this is on, like, the main Wikipedia page for 300, so you don't need to go digging for it. Um, but apparently, Alan Moore said something about, there's a brief line where, uh, Leonidas refers to the Athenians as those boy lovers in Athens. Yeah. Um, which is... You know, obviously, uh, Spartans were also, in many cases, sleeping with boys. Um, They also, like, Spartans also thought that it was good tactics for soldiers to be lovers because they would fight harder for each other. Yeah. Um, And, like, Frank Miller, like, other people pointed this out and criticized it, and Frank Miller was like, yeah, sometimes people say hypocritical things when they're trying to insult people. It's like, okay, whatever. Um, But Alan Moore specifically, like, called attention to this line. Um, This is... There, there was just one particular line in it where one of the Spartan soldiers, I'll remind you, this is Spartans that we're talking about. One of them was talking disparagingly about the Athenians and said, those boy lovers. You know, I mean, read a book, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just my favorite thing. I've been thinking about it just like all week. Like, read a book, Frank. Read a book, Frank. <laughs> um anyways uh yeah don't read 300 though um, yeah it's it's not good i listen i I'm, hope that nobody comes out of this episode thinking maybe i should read 300 listen it's not worth it like i get that it's like significant in the sense of like Wow, graphic novels can tell, like, real edgy art. But you know what? <clears throat> There's better ones. There's better ones. Read Watchmen. Watchmen's good. I did like Watchmen. Yeah. Um, you don't, you don't have to read 300. Um, I'm also gonna say I mean, the good news about 300, 300 is that if anybody does feel like maybe they want to, like, hate read 300, it's only five issues. It is short. I think that's maybe my favorite thing about 300. It's only five issues. Yeah, that's that my review. Well, at least it was only five issues. I only spent an hour and 20 minutes on of your life of my life reading this issue and that also does include the googling. <laughs> googling Frank Miller racist. I know exactly how long it took because i was listening to the taz lo-fi beats oh thank you thank you and when i McElroy. when when i exited out of the video it was an hour and 20 in so wow including distractions oh it it would have taken less than an hour if i hadn't gotten distracted but that's who i am as a person yes I should have put on Taz Lo-Fi Beats, because maybe it would have chilled me out while I was reading this. Um, <sighs> I did not read any other comics this week, but I did see Hades Town, And I yes. did see the Mountain Goats. I, I... I had a good time at both. 
I love that for you I and for us. I also had my last day of work. Oh my god, that's right! Yay! Goodbye, job. Goodbye, job. No more job. Wow. Now I have what to find we... other job, but you know, that's a problem for another day. That's future Briar's issue to solve. Um, I, um, did read some other comics. I gave myself a little palate cleanser after 300. <laughs> like, I have got to. My palate cleanser was playing Minecraft with my nephew. You're so valid. Um, I read, I picked up a bunch of stuff. And I haven't read all of it yet. Um, I gotta grab it. Eh. I read the first issue of uh, Gods, or G-O-D-S, um, which is the new project from Jonathan Hickman that has uh, thus far been somewhat mysterious. It's like, it has something to do with Gods, uh, with the gods of the Marvel Universe and the avatars and or envoys of said gods. Um, and I'm like, well, I do love an avatar and or envoy of a god is the thing. Um, but, uh, the first issue was, uh, very fun. Uh, still pretty mysterious as to what's happening. Um, but the... Designs for the main characters are all, uh, extremely fun. Um, the, uh, first issue is, like, almost a little bit, uh, capery. Um, or it's like there's some backstory in the first half, and then the second half is kind of capery as they're trying to help, like, Doctor Strange solve this problem. Um, Jonathan Hickman's dialogue is very fun and funny. Um... And, yeah, I really, uh, enjoyed it. And I got a, uh, Peach Momoko variant cover, which Ooh. looks gorgeous. Um, and I also read, uh, DC's, uh, Halloween anthology for this year. Um, you know, where they put out those kind of, like, seasonal, like, themed mini anthologies. Um, yeah. Um, uh, this year's is titled Ghouls Just Wanna Have Fun. Oh my god. Um, it is I really uh I really like this. There is a Renee Montoya as the question story that opens it um that I loved. It's like a cool spooky mystery and also it was like so great to see Renee. Um and there was uh an Animal Man story. There was a uh Nightwing one, where he teams up with Jason, which I obviously also always love to see. Um, cute Superman story. Uh, Doom Patrol story that was very gorgeous, but that I didn't uh, understand a lot of because I don't know a lot of Doom Patrol lore. Um, and yeah, a couple other things, but I, I really... Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, very fun. I, I usually tend to like these like little, you know, seasonal books because um, they tend to be like mostly kind of goofy, which I love. Um, but I thought this was a fun one. Uh, yeah. And I have uh, some other stuff that I didn't get to read yet because I was reading 300. But uh, hopefully by next week, I will have more 
comics to talk about. Um, God, I do but... still have to read last year's DC's Terror Through Time. <sighs> that was also a fun one. Um, well, I, mean, I don't think I John ever read it. <laughs> yeah. Well, just read the John and Damien part. Well, and then I know that they switch costumes, which is yeah. Honestly, I should have started reading it immediately, just based off of that knowledge. Yeah, but then you know how it goes. You put something down, you forget that it exists. Yes, yes, exactly. We've all been there. Um. Anyways, uh, guys, I can't believe <laughs> I can't believe we have done three hundred episodes of this podcast. Um, 300. 300 episodes. Um, it's so unbelievable to me. Thank you so much to everybody who has listened to any of those episodes, who has, uh, you know, been the reason that we have been doing this for as long as we have. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you. Hopefully... You enjoyed this bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, uh... And also, if you liked it, it does kind of have more of a similar vibe to our Patreon bonus episodes. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's a great point. If you enjoy, uh, you know, us just kind of having a little discussion group... Think Frank Miller. (laughs) Yeah. Every bonus episode, we dunk on Frank Miller. No, that's not true. God. Um, it's not true, but honestly, would not be surprising if it were. Yeah, fair. Uh, but yeah, if you enjoyed this sort of energy, maybe uh, check out our Patreon. Um, you can also follow us online on uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at Capes and Japes. Uh, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Uh, you can join our Discord server. Feel free, if you've read 300 and you have thoughts on it, feel free to come on by and share your thoughts. Um, God, please. Make it worth boy, it. Oh boy, <laughs> Um, yeah, and, uh, if you... If you liked this, consider subscribing to our Patreon. Um, If you don't want to do that, but you want to help out the show in another way, leaving a rating and review is very cool. Um, Telling a friend about the show, if you think they would be interested in any one of our 300 episodes that we've done. (laughs) Um, And just coming back and joining us. Um, thank you so, 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 so much, um, for all of your support, for everyone who's stuck around for this truly absurd number of episodes of a podcast. Um, and yeah, thank you for joining us for this episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. I have been Briar, and as always, I was going back and forth if I wanted to do this or not, but now I just gotta do it. This is Sparta! (laughs) As always, tonight we dine in hell.
I was like, it's gonna suck, it's gonna suck, it's gonna suck. But I did it anyway.